1: TVP's announcements. This is a series that we have on our network where we give you announcements about upcoming projects and platforms that are entering the crypto ecosystem. Now, this is a disclaimer because we do that now. So here's the thing: this is the presentation of a platform, and that's it. This is an investment advice. Don't take it as investment advice. If you like the platform, seek it out in the show notes. Go there, buy the things, invest in the platform, help them out with your skill sets. But we're not giving you any recommendations or advice. This is just for you to listen to and soak up some new information about a new platform in this ecosystem. So please enjoy. And hello everybody. Another TPP announcement. Um, you, if you've listened to these shows, then you're very familiar. If you haven't, go back and listen. Um, but I gave you the precursor at the beginning, so you know what's about to happen. And today, we are joined with, uh, Fred Dion, uh, who's gonna be presenting to us the Dub Token, uh, Dub, Dub and IVEP Association. That's correct? That's correct. Awesome. So, we like to, um... We like to start these shows like uh, basically kind of getting to know you, Fred, uh, your CEO and founder. Um, But what did you do before you found crypto? Like a little bit of the background about you. And then also kind of tell us a little bit of the story, like how you fell into cryptocurrency. Um, You know, were were you like digging around in a random newsletter? Were you up too late one night surfing the Internet and you clicked around stumbling Bitcoin? Uh, Just like give us that background.
0: So um, my
1: background is initially
0: in, in technology. When I was young, like 15, 16 years old, um, that was in the late 80s, actually, beginning of the 90s, I started coding for my mom's business and actually improved ourselves by like 20% and it was, uh, my mom was super excited about that. And I just love coding and at that time, you can imagine technology was way different um And so, decided to go then to computer science, but uh, it was pure mathematics, and you know, it's it's my brain doesn't work like that. So I wanted to uh, software, not uh, become kind of the typical engineer. Uh, so I dropped out, then uh, went into the army actually as a platoon commander uh, oh, wow. in the Canadian Army for uh, did that for four or five years. Uh, it was a great uh, and life-changing experience for me because it was kind of a period where I was, didn't know what I wanted to do and, and the army, you know, for some people, it's, uh, it can be eye-opening and for others, it, it's not necessarily positive. But, uh, uh, so I was trained by commandos, uh, you know, with a failing, a failure rate of about, uh, 70, 75% in that course, a pretty, pretty uh, hard experience. But it, it just showed me that uh, you want to do something, uh, you, you can do it. You can do it and, and nothing is impossible. So it kind of, my, my kind of a career as an, as an entrepreneur uh, kind of started the, at that time. But before becoming an entrepreneur, um, I discovered business law which was uh something fascinating for me so uh went to law school become a I became a business uh, securities law attorney and and lived through actually the first internet bubble uh lived that very very closely because at the law firm I was working uh, with in, in Canada we uh, we work on, on many different IPOs and uh, I just remember that period very very well when Amazon uh first uh launched uh, their business, and, and it's, it's kind of it's crazy because at that time, everyone was saying, Amazon is just, what, what is that company? It's just stupid selling books, trying to sell books online. <laughs> Nobody will ever want to buy books online yeah, who and would share want credit cards information. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, so did that, then started the location-based uh, company uh, with, with the intention of, of basically uh, paying cabs uh, with a cell phone that was in in uh, at the beginning of 2000, basically similar to the Uber model, but uh, 10 years uh, earlier or eight, 88 years earlier. And so as you know, timing is everything in business. And then the telecom market crashed, and and was a difficult period. After that point, uh, I joined another law firm and created the technology business group at that law firm which which became very successful and and we work uh, and advise a lot of technology companies in Canada and venture funds and then you know uh fund, I created my own law firm uh more than 10 years ago and we became one of the most successful boutique law firm in in Montreal in Canada Congrats. uh advi- advising technology uh, companies and um that's when I first uh, discovered uh, blockchain technologies that was about in 2012 I believe um, and uh, one of my friends actually called me and said I think the bitcoin was was trading at nine dollars or I can't remember if it was nine dollars or 29 uh, 29 bucks but in any event, you know, he called me and said, hey, Fred, we should buy some Bitcoins. I think it's a game changer. It will change everything. And I was like very, very skeptical, honestly. Uh To me, I, I was not a believer at all. I thought that the, I was trading a lot, the, the stock market, mostly commodities and currencies. And this is what I know, what what I, I used to know. Uh And this was... Uh, a big red flag for me in the sense that I thought the government, the governments would, would shut this down. And, um, I was, I was definitely wrong. And, and so a few years later, it popped, uh, popped up uh, to 800 bucks, then crashed to about $200. And I said, I need to buy $10,000 $10, of Bitcoins. And after spending kind of a, at least an hour trying to understand, buy bitcoins online i couldn't figure figure this out i think it was t- too complicated for me and after an hour i just uh i just said too bad i mean i need to work i need to continue working on my on my files. so i did not buy bitcoins at that time Oh no! in 2004 2004- yeah well anyway i'm sure i would have sold <laughs> you know, when, it, when it got back to eight hundred, I would I would never, never had expected that it would go through twenty uh, k. Uh, so in two thousand fourteen, uh, Austin Hill was, uh, which was a, a client of, our, of ours, founded Blockstream, uh, which is a pretty well known company now in the big. A Bitcoin community that was mm-hmm. in 2014 so I became familiar with blockchain but yet at the same time it was really really something I, I, I could not grasp completely uh, and so continue uh, at the law firm invested in a few technology companies who did very well and some sold uh, to public companies and, and I was able to make uh, well some 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 venture money. And I decided it was time for me to go back to technology and and build a product and and was really excited with mobile technologies, everything that that was happening with mobile video and things like that. So three years ago, I founded DubDub, uh, which was the beginning, it was similar to uh, Musical.ly, which is the lip sync app that was sold just a few months ago for uh, almost a billion dollars. They, um, these guys uh started the project like six months ahead of us. They were based in Singapore, very smart, very driven, and very agile. So, anyway, they did a great job. And and, and my focus was more B2B actually. I, you know, I can for B2C, but B2B is more my uh my expertise. So, uh, we did kind of a switch for uh, and created uh some apps. The first app was to create uh, professional-looking videos uh, in minutes with an iPhone. Uh, with an iPhone. So we uh, it's patent, uh, patent-pending technology. And then we, we were one of the first to create shoppable video technology uh, more than a, uh, one year ago uh, with a product uh, which is called Dub, Dub Candy. Um, say that six months ago, um, well, more than six months ago, but you know, every day that the, the market, the crypto market, was just becoming way, way bigger uh, to a point where uh, speculation is is kind of uh, um, um, uh, fueling innovation uh, because it's, it's it's often like that. You know, you need to see some some sort of speculation to fuel innovation. And so got really interested in that, and, and what uh, with the technology we had built, we were looking at also at, at uh, implementing some uh, some loyalty programs. Um, look at the uh, cryptocurrency as a potential uh, new form of loyalty program. But when I started to read more about these uh, these new models. Whereby you have a non-profit entity which creates an ecosystem uh, driven by uh, by a, a cryptocurrency, and all the uh, the fact that you know um, you, have, you you create an incentive for for the members of your of your ecosystem to grow the protocol, and the value uh, lies in the cryptocurrency itself instead of. Uh, looking to um, create a a, a a a for-profit business where only a few a few a few shareholders would benefit from it. Uh, that was really really an eye-opener for us. And so uh, after after uh, a lot of thinking, a lot of work uh, with my team, uh, we came up with the uh, interactive video and experience protocol, or IVAP which is which is basically i like to call it the http of online uh, video interactivity and real human engagement mm-hmm. um, so pride did um did uh, enable websites to um, to have e to 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 have e-commerce with a few lines of code, we're basically enabling content creators and publishers to uh, create interactive content on top of any video that's embedded on the decentralized slash open web uh, with a few lines of code. So I'm very very excited with what we're doing, and 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 so we are also creating that that kind of new. Uh, new infrastructure and new, for the publishers to create a better user experience overall, but also using the uh, the power of the blockchain.
1: So, in the end game, what is IVEP's vision for Dub Token? Yeah. So the vision of
0: of IVAP is is to basically. Um, look at the um, take all the pain points of the participants to the video creation and distribution ecosystem and so in this ecosystem you have creators on one side you have the publishers like uh, the Huffington Post or BuzzFeed or vice of this world and you have the the uh, the advertisers and the retailers um right now this this ecosystem does not work it's it's completely broken. It's been broken for a while, but I'd say for the last five years, it's the the brokenness has accelerated, um, and so the publishers are, are seeing a decrease, decreasing in their in their revenue, uh, because as you know, all relies on advertising most of the most of the time. You know, some service some services can rely on a subscription fee but most of them will rely on advertising which is basically pre roll mid roll ad and so this has been declining the quality of content has been declining uh the ad fraud problem has been significantly there were there was some some uh, a, a bunch of articles by uh, by buzzfeed and others recently just explaining the the extent of the problem uh, so risk fraud and invalid traffic, which is a huge, huge, huge problem and domain spoofing and things like that, where basically, uh, advertisers are paying, um, for, uh, for bots to see, uh, to see an ad. So, uh, obviously it's, it's, it's a lot of waste of money. In Japan, it's, Ad fraud is about eighty percent of the market, which is pretty crazy. Here in North America, it's it's. Uh, I think in the U.S., uh, the ad fraud be a forty-four billion dollar problem within the next few years. So uh, that's that is a big big concern for for advertisers and for publishers also because. Uh, what's, what's been happening, you know, for the last five years or so is, is the publishers have been sending their audience on Facebook is always changing the rules of the game. And for publishers, th- that is, that is a real, a real problem because you really need to pay to play and you need to pay more every year to be able to play on Facebook. And so what we're seeing is kind of that shift from the publishers who want to gain control over their audience and bring the, the audience back on their website. What you we want to do is, is for the audience as well, is create a better experience where right now when you go on a website, you watch a video, it's a static experience, uh, although as humans now we're, we're used to interacting hundreds of times per day on a smartphone. When you watch a video, every, everyone is seeing the same thing, the same the same video, and it's it, it's static. You cannot interact with it, and there's so so much information where you could you could gain in having some interactivity, some two-way interactivity, and um, so we we created a protocol where focus on, on providing the publishers a turnkey solution where they can add two-way interactivity. At low cost or, or pra- practically zero cost and so they can improve the retention from the audience and can also instead of relying on pre-roll uh, pre-roll and mid-roll ads which everyone everyone hates especially the new generation um, you know you, you don't want to be interrupted when you watch a video with an ad that that's not relevant to what you're watching or things like that and and you you know it's so we've We've created that two-way interactivity where you can add smart objects, what we call programmable smart objects, which can be added with a few lines of code on top of any video, whether your video is embedded from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitch, uh, from, uh, from Vimeo, uh, and, and we're connecting other platforms. And, um, and so by the way, you know, if you haven't seen our first demo, uh, I, I would, I would highly recommend that you go on com and you'll be able to interact with, uh, with a playlist. So basically we've created the, the, the playlist that you'll see at that address has been created with, within, you know, in a matter of, of, of 10 minutes. Um, and it's super easy to do and you create an interactive experience where You can create interactive storytelling uh, within a playlist of the video, asking asking questions, uh, uh, showing different kinds of interactive elements within your video, uh, being able to uh, enable your audience to shop, seeing, to discover more information, whether it's on Wikipedia or any other sites. Ask polls, and get donations. Content creators can receive donations right within a video, and things like that. So anything is possible now that we are adding that kind of layer sitting on top of of these videos. And where the blockchain comes um, in in play is is for for basically three things. Because we're creating an ecosystem with these members um the blockchain and tokenized economy we're building will uh will um new trust scores which will be very very important so our trust score for the publishers for and also for the developers of the uh, interactive features and uh also the data because every time video is being interacted with, engaged with, there, there is some ga- engagement matrix that the publisher is now able to capture. And these engagement matrix are basically telling the publisher more information about the audience, their preferences, their needs, uh, and, and it's basically based on, on the, the context in the video. And so this information will be stored on a blockchain uh, so it becomes immutable and can be shared with the advertiser. So I'll give you an example. Uh let's say you have a video that's been created by a content creator, uh, but that content creator, unless you know that content creator goes on YouTube, uh usually you know will not have an a, a big audience. So the content creator has an incentive at working uh in working with a publisher who has uh, wants a, a big audience. So that publisher could be Huffington Post and Huffington Post will use that video from a content creator and then uh, let's say you have a scene from uh, in, uh, in Quebec City or in New York City, you could place a smart object about Airbnb to rent a place in New York City on Airbnb. It's basically a smart object that will appear very uh not the, you know, in a non-intrusive way uh and everything is controlled by the publisher so this this will appear on top of that video so let's say there's a click on that smart object and you have a paper click uh paper click model by let's say the publishers earn 25 cents for each click then the publisher can say I will share automatically that 25 cents 50-50 in the sense that 50% will go to the content creator so our cryptocurrencies use in that case to automate the payment in real time to the content creators every time there's engagement and at the same time the content publisher uh, the uh, the publisher is sharing that engagement data with the advertiser to for the, adver- uh, for the advertiser to make sure that de- that data is real and immutable on the blockchain so nobody can
1: can dispute that data um so so that's the utility of the dub token yes okay can you elaborate on a little bit so take us through like the user's story you know they go they either get some dub token by participating in the ICO or they go on a second market and they get some dub token and they have a dub wallet or they have a wallet for are you calling it a dub wallet Right. Nice. Right. There's, 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 go
0: ahead. The line is not great, but.
1: Oh, is there, was your question over? No, no, no. I was going to say so take us through the user story of of using the Dub token and what, how do they, you, how do they, how do they untap that utility? Right.
0: So it starts with uh, the IVF Association, which is a nonprofit overseeing the uh, development of the protocol and the DOP tokens, the distribution of the DOP token. So after the token sell, uh, once, you know, once the public uh, gets a a good chunk of the token uh, in their hands and publishers, content creators and software devs, the association will continue to incentivize mostly two groups of participants. In our case, it will be uh, the first group will be the software developers and designers who are basically creating these interactive features, these smart objects or widgets that are uh, part of that turnkey solution that's provided uh, for the publishers. So we are building a decentralized app store for these developers across the globe. To be able to uh, create uh, these interactive features and these interactive features is basically like the app store they can be uh, they can be offered for free or they can be offered for for a price set for the publishers to use and then we will also incentivize the publishers who will display interactive content with the audience so again the case of vice or shared.com Post, who decide to create a playlist an interactive uh, playlist with interactive content on top of video, they will be incentivized based on their reward to the audience. So uh, for instance, the more a, a end user the more a viewer engages with, uh, with the content, the more re- the, 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 the better the rewards he or she can get. And so, if the more generous, uh, the publisher, the publisher is with, with his own audience, the more incentives that publisher will receive from the association. And so, and and so we're creating a circular economy where these tokens go back to, uh, the audience. And then we'll create incentives because at DubDub, what we've done, we've created shoppable video where you can, you can buy, uh, where create content creators can create a video and tag products in their video, and they are paid every time a product is sold. Uh, with uh, we're we're connected to up to to more than 60 retailers, including Amazon, Walmart, uh, Best Buy, uh, Hilton Hotels, and and other other retailers like that. And so the experience eventually, what we want to do is is these tokens will become kind of. Uh, a, a modern loyalty program for the audience where they can, uh, use those tokens to, uh, to purchase products or, or to, uh, as, you know, uh, use them as, as uh, to get discounts on, on products and things like that. So we're creating a circular economy where the token will then get back and stay in that ecosystem, but flow with a lot of velocity uh, from, from, uh, you know, the association to the devs, to the publishers, uh, uh, to the audience, to the, uh, the content creators every time there's interaction. So that token is basically, and, and what we're basically doing, which has not really been done is creating the bridge between the content creators and the publishers and the publishers need quality content from the content creators. And, uh, it's, it's very hard right now to, because there's no, there's no bridge. The content creators have no certainty of, you know, was my, how and where my content was being used? Did it generated some, some real views or, or was there any engagement? And so now we're creating that bridge where content creators will feel in a better, in a better position where they will be able to get paid automatically every time there's engagement on their content every time there is uh you know their content is being rated by by the uh uh, by the audience and one final final part as well is that the audience will be able to act as screeners as content screeners so you can imagine a publisher who's uh who's uh Allowing basically, it was getting user generated user generated content on on its website, and so this content screeners um, will uh, will basically screen the quality of the content. And so at DubDub, you know, we have a team, a whole team that screens uh, the content twenty four seven. But now uh, that can be crowd based uh, with uh, with our token economy. Uh, and the same thing for copyright infringement matters. Uh, we are basically improving the copyright s- uh, system because every time the video is being monetized online, search the database and see if his or her content is being monetized by someone. And if it is, instead of sending a takedown notice like they would do in the current system, now you know they can contact the publisher, the, the person who's embedded the video on the website, and just say, you know, let's uh, let's create a smart contract. Every time there's an engagement, I'll get paid, and and so we have a deal instead of uh, instead of having a, 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 so we're creating a win-win situation instead of creating a dispute between uh, between parties. Uh, and we'll also have the audience that will be able to um, to act as screeners for copyright infringement as well, and so they will get paid in tokens as well.
1: Good deal. So, so that's how they can get a hold of the tokens, um, and that's a little bit about how the economy works. You mentioned a circular economy. Um, so, how do they get a hold of the tokens, like pre-sale wise or ICO wise? Um, we'll give us some. Uh, Descriptives of the ICO, like when is it starting, what block, um, how did people get to the sale? Um, you know, just help them find you.
0: We 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 started the pre-sale a few uh, actually just before the holidays. Uh, it's going very well. It's for uh, it's a it's a it's a private presale in the sense that it's. Uh, uh, it's for accredited investors and friends and family, and the, the reason why we're doing that is because we need to comply with S- S- securities law uh, until the protocol is fully functional. So we're doing that for uh, the next three uh, about for another three weeks or so. and then the, house, the ICO is is, um, is scheduled to launch uh, at the end of January uh, January 29 and then um you know we'll do an ico globally across the globe uh we're based you know the association is based in Zug in Switzerland but we are uh, the the most of the team is based in in, uh, in Canada Toronto and Montreal and so um we are uh we will be will be you know will be issuing uh 300 million Tokens, dub tokens for the ICO with our hard cap of 30 mil, up um, 10 cents a token. And uh, so, yes, ex- unless you live in a banned country like China, for instance, uh, you should be able to participate. And uh, you know we have a Telegram channel. We've we've we're building the community, and we're very excited about the feedback we're getting uh, about uh, about what we're doing uh, from content creators and from publishers as well.
1: Good deal. So, what about? Direct feedback from the community. There's a lot of developers out there. There's a lot of developers that listen to our show. How would they be able to become a part of your community and help you with development? Do you are you even extending that or you know is it is it public? Do you have a Rocket Chat? Is it you know Telegram? Is it Slack? Like how can people get involved with DubDub?
0: Right. So I'd say can- yeah, for sure. We're absolutely as I said, we're creating a decentralized app store. Where we want to uh, work with, uh, with devs who will, who will be incentivized, uh, to create interactive features. So mostly JavaScript, uh, developers and designers will create, uh, interactive features and templates that publishers can use. And so I, I'd say the sooner, the sooner they join uh, the community, the better and, and, and uh, there will be, you know, we're, we're in a position right now where uh, we can be generous with the incentives with, with software devs. Uh, obviously, we have a, a, a big uh, dev team, and, but we'll, we'll be growing also the team in-house. Uh, and so, from uh, starting from end of Q1 and beginning of Q2 of this year, uh, we expect to double the uh, dev team as well. But you know I'm very, very uh, looking forward to work with, uh, with uh, the community of, of developers and designers and, and, and really hope uh, that they can join the, the, the project. And, and we have you know we have tokens reserved for them to uh, incentivize the creation of, of features. Um, and so the best thing to do is is join our telegram channel. And if you go on dubtokens.com, uh you'll find all the information you need, but uh people can can also email at lo at ivet.io for for more information. But uh we're we wanna work uh, we're looking to work with uh with devs across the across the globe.
1: Good deal. So one last question I'd like to ask is uh on these announcements episode: is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't anything you was hoping you were hoping I would ask um that I didn't get a chance to ask? Well, that's a good question.
0: Um, Where do we see IVEP in two years from now? Um, That would be the question. Mm -hmm. I'd say that you know we've talked a lot about the video online. Uh, What we didn't talk is that IVEP uh, is going to change the way you watch television as well, and without the need of changing your TV or any addition of hardware. So we're, we're basically uh, creating a technology that will, uh, migrate from on the online network to television. So by combining a smartphone and your TV, you'll be able to, uh, get interactive content. And so watch interactive content, engage with the content on TV. And so, uh, I think this will be a game changer. And, uh, we would be, uh, to, to uh, have IVEP uh, featured during a Super Bowl, uh, that's, that's a big, big dream. But uh, I think we're getting there in the sense that interactivity needs to come to uh, our old, old television set. And uh, so we're, we'll be announcing some partnerships soon as well for, for that project um and i'm very very excited about that so basically you have to see ivep as not only a protocol that will enable to interactivity uh, on the blockchain for online video but also for television but more than that as well you know it can be a presentation on a on a powerpoint uh in a in a boardroom a conference room and then uh, you'll be able to create interactivity uh, on top of that, so uh, that will be uh, that will be very interesting.
1: Well, Fred, I um, wish you guys the best of luck over at IVEP, and your ambitions sound high, and I hope you guys pull it off. And this is just the right time to strike as crypto starts to just blow up like it is now. So. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for having me and uh, uh, it was nice talking to you.